0: Like uh, Cody Bellinger, former Dodger, now in the uh, friendly confines of Wrigley Field. We're so happy to be back in our friendly confines here in... uh, Those are
1: friendly confines
0: for Cody? You think so, huh? I'm predicting him ripping it up and coming back strong with uh, new people, new surroundings, and a new uh, year, and uh, Mm. nice uh, love Wrigley Field. Anyway, we're here to talk football in our friendly confines of our Dallas, Texas quote prosper studios back happy in uh, texas
1: no doubt about it we're gonna bring on our friend who we actually just met recently in los angeles in person we've been doing this uh via zoom and uh on the radio network with ryan kramer sports gambling podcast good to have him now with us again first of all great to meet you in person man
2: yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for having us out for a little uh, outdoor uh, adult <laughs> hiking, as I call it, uh, a.k.a. golf. <laughs> yeah, it was good to get out. Uh, you kind of brought a little bit of cold weather out here in Los Angeles, you guys uh, showed up with. But, yeah, it was it was a good time. Didn't hit the ball uh, as well as it felt to be outside walking around.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. It was fun. It yeah. was fun, and uh hope you had a good time with your – partner Sean Green and speaking of a good time I'm hoping that he has a bad time this weekend Uh, I'll tell you why exactly but uh first things first Thursday night football the story Mayfield I mean let's get into it a little bit here what is it
0: throw me your take said four or five Ram quarterbacks I
2: know give it to me man Uh, Well, yeah, interesting enough, this is now the third quarterback who has started for the Rams in the last three years, who who was a number one overall pick. That's a fun nugget, but absolutely phenomenal. I thought we were getting a glorious opportunity to fade Baker Mayfield again. No way he could possibly know the playbook. Uh, we, We had gotten the rumblings that he got a copy before he got on the plane, but he's a quarterback. There's no way he could possibly just play in the game. Then we started hearing the rumblings that uh, Walford's pretty hurt. We don't know if they're going to go with them. Baker ends up playing most of the game. Looks like uh, Baker. And then the fourth quarter happens and he becomes one of the four. I think he's the fourth quarterback ever uh, to come back from a 16 or a 13 point deficit in the last like two minutes of the game. Absolutely phenomenal. If I'm a Rams fan, I'm loving this moment because we haven't had a lot of moments this year I don't think it changes my opinion of Baker Mayfield. I think this was an absolute just show out game. And once again, we watch this Raiders team do what they do best. Low mm. leads, horrible coaching. <laughs> We're as former, as a former, as Giants fans, we are excited to watch Patrick Graham fall on his face after he was offered the defensive coordinator job for the New York Giants and basically said, no, you fired my guy, Joe judge. I'm out of here. He looks horrible. Uh, just everything about that team. Uh, that's it. Now in the coffin, their season's done pretty do you, much. Yeah. I, I agree. Go what, what, ahead, Bob. what do you,
0: what do you think about Beckham? Maybe becoming a New York giant?
2: You know, if you read the tea leaves, he wants to be a giant. I don't think he ever wanted to play for the Cowboys. I certainly don't think he's going to play for the Cowboys. Now that they leaked that stuff about his knee. Uh, he met with the giants. He met with the bills. There were no leaks. He meets with the Cowboys. There's a leak. Now we're hearing about how bad the knee is. I don't know if Jerry is playing around trying to get a cheaper deal, uh, but I love the idea of Beckham coming to the Giants. I don't love the idea of investing a lot of money. So mm-hmm. if it becomes something like, "Hey, come back for next year," uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Sure, if the the rumors are true and he's not going to be healthy until late January, no one's going to sign him this year.
1: Yeah, I, I um, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what to read. I mean, you watched the shop last, you know, this past Thursday night, and and uh, he's talking about how you know he's got some. Uh, Official uh, business to uh, handle with Saquon Barkley, you know, and, you know, it seems like uh, the Giants gave him a shot. He feels it and he's a giant for life. I don't know. Maybe he's taking that stance based on what the Cowboys have to say right now. You know, look, at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on because, you know, you know, things are just thrown out there for negotiations, reasonings and all this kind of stuff. It's really hard to really to gauge on things except for the fact that look at you know you look at the facts acl usually 12 months you know we've talked to our orthopedic surgeon constantly here on the radio network some heal faster than others adrian peterson he's not even human we've seen it you know done time and time again where guys come back and they're and they're just fine You know, we don't know. We don't know what to say, except for the fact, let's see what happens. Show me the money, as Jerry Maguire and his uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. uh, uh, Counterpart said. Let's move along, though, because there's a few things this week that I think are going to be, you know, big standouts. First of all, we're going to get into Giants, and we're going to get into uh, Eagles. Also, Jets and Bills. These are two great games, I think, great matchups. I don't know if the Jets are at a point now. Can they stop the Buffalo Bills In their tracks. This is an important game, I think, for
2: both. I mean, certainly it it concerns me that the Jets already took care of business at home. So there's a revenge angle as well. Yeah. But I'm going to lean into this. Uh, Since the bye week, this Buffalo team has continued to look like a team that isn't making the in-game adjustments. They are missing Brian Dable. I don't think the offense is the same. Meanwhile, I love the coaching that Sal has been doing over at the New York Jets. I'm a little concerned. There's some word coming out that the Jets team all has the flu. This could be one of those games like we saw with the Raiders a couple weeks back against the Saints where they just kind of they, they don't show up. And afterwards, we hear about how the whole team was on IVs and stuff like that. But if you remove that element, because it doesn't sound like it's like the whole team. It just sounds like some guys are sick. This they, they beat them, So the confidence is there, right? They know it's defeatable. And I love the way that they're being coached up in New York. Mike White. He's not the best quarterback, but the team wants to play for him a lot harder than they wanted to play for Zach Wilson. So Mm -hmm. from a gambling perspective, the fact that the flu news came out and the (laughs) line ticked up a little bit from eight and a half to 10, it makes me still like the Jets. This is a divisional matchup. You're getting 10 points in the National Football League. We're coming towards the end of the season now where you see these point spreads matter a little bit more, especially in these divisional battles. So if I'm playing this game, I'm definitely looking to play the Jets or nothing.
0: Jets are seven and five, Bills are nine and three, Dolphins eight and four. Patriots uh, six and six. Any comment on uh, the grudge holder uh, Bill Belichick up in New England this <laughs> the week?
1: Grudge holder.
2: I, I mean, he he he's already taken care of his grudges this year. A couple <laughs> wins against the Jets, win against Cleveland. Uh, unless there's something else uh, going on, I don't think he has any more of those spots. But from a from a team perspective, oh boy! I mean, they are the team on the bottom of this division. It's crazy to think about this, and now they're on the road in. Arizona. Mm. Listen, there are a lot of East coast transplants out there in Arizona. So I do think they'll have a part of this crowd. And I do think that just from a pure coaching standpoint, Cliff Kingsbury versus bill Belichick, I'm obviously going to give the favor favor of bill Belichick, but mm. we're here. We're seeing Mac Jones yelling at his offensive coordinator. <laughs> a.k.a. Matt Patricia, who I guess he was a rocket scientist. Then he decided to coach football. He's done it poorly almost everywhere, ever. Never coached offense. Now he's coaching offense. The whole situation is very confusing. That being said, they played well because their defense has been good and because they've kind of had a little bit of a soft schedule. I kind of like Arizona in this game as a short home dog, Listen, back is against the wall for Bill Belichick and this team, but I just don't think they have it. When you list it off those teams, I don't think too many people out there are thinking the Patriots have better talent or better anything than the Dolphins or the Bills, and the Jets have kind of risen up to where they're level partners now. So this is an important game for the Patriots, but I think Arizona coming off the bye is the spot. Here's the thing that I find
1: really interesting. First of all, you look at some of the the, the current NFL rankings – the Giants seem to be getting a little love. I couldn't believe it. I was looking at it top ten; they're like in the top six or five right now, and that's pretty impressive, considering everyone hates the Giants. That they're just haters, you know. But uh, that being said, you know, can can this be an upset? I'm just curious from your perspective. I look at we bleed the same color as far as Giants blue, but honestly, man, like this is a game where this could be like the greatest feeling on the planet come Sunday where the Giants beat the Eagles. I mean, that that would be so – first of all, you and Sean can't even – I mean, are you going to be talking? This is going to be tough, man.
2: It's always tough when the when it's uh, Eagles-Giants week. Yeah. Um, as our employees like to say, it's never good when mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> uh, house divided. The, listen, I, I'll take you just back to last year, one of the worst Giants teams I've ever rooted for. And what did they do to the Eagles when the Eagles came to town November 28th? they beat him. <laughs> yeah. They beat Jalen hurts 13 to seven. I understand it was a weird game, whatever. Jalen hurts. This team has definitely gotten better. They are, uh, uh they are a very clear top team to me at this point, the way they're playing ball, the way that they're, they're not even being tested. Like you could say, Oh, well, Jalen hurts. You can't throw the ball. He's yeah. not being put in too many high leverage situations because they're so good. So, yeah, obviously there's a talent edge, but there was last year as well. And so I think just in general, if you look at since 2016, the only quarterback to come in and beat the Giants as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles has been Carson Wentz, and he did it twice, and that's it. They have not had they've had a ton of success versus the Giants, but they haven't been super successful in New York over the last couple of years. And so when you move over to the point spread and you see how it's gone from six and a half, seven, now it's up to seven and a half. Obviously, that's telling you the market thinks the Eagles is the better team. The market is only taking Eagles money. Yeah, I do think at some point you do buy back. And, And what we saw last week with. Stable and his conservativeness, a little concerning, and I think we may see a little bit of a reaction to that. Maybe a little bit of a kitchen sink game. Huh. Going to see a lot of his gadget plays, hopefully on offense. Meanwhile, Wink and the defense, like the area that I think the Giants actually have real hope is the yeah. way this pass rush looked. First game all season with Ojalari Kayvon Thibodeau. And the two big dogs inside. And what did they do? They got consistent pressure. Obviously, the Eagles offensive line a little better than the football team, a.k.a. the commanders, but that's the angle if you're a Giants fan. Wink is going to dial something up. Wink is, you know, c- coming back to the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Wink greater than Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham would always sit back and let the game come to him. Meanwhile, Wink is attacking. So it could go poorly, could could turn into a little bit of a blowout if they, if they get aggressive and miss. But I think this coaching staff is going to come out aggressive. I think the, the narrative for this to turn into a game they win is that they, they they start fast. They score in that opening drive. The defense comes out, plays well. They turn over Jalen Hurts a couple times. And once again, they remain one of these super efficient teams in the red zone. So if the offense can continue to do that, that's the difference. Feels like one of those low-scoring 17-19 games.
1: Okay, and what about uh, the news or the rumors that Saquon's neck is uh, bothering him. Let's just say, uh, you know, is, uh, I can't see him not playing, but certainly Dable is 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 he's kind of being quiet about the whole situation. I don't know what to uh, how to how to read him.
2: Never, never a good thing when oh. his when you add someone to the injury report late in the week, Thursday, Friday. It's generally a sign of something. Yeah. Or, the optimist in me, this is some gamesmanship. He's clearly been banged up for a while. He hasn't been playing the same ball that he started the season playing. And some of that is the offensive line. I think getting Ben Bredesen back would be huge. Obviously, Evan Neal back playing better. Nick Gates out there. There, there is reason to be optimistic, and that's obviously how you have to attack this team. Uh-huh. Now, if Barkley is truly hurt, there's a that's concerning. Now, everything I've read, this is nothing to be concerned about. That being said, why are you doing this? Are you just playing games with the Eagles? I I don't think it matters because you don't have much much else for them to game plan for. So I'd say I'm 25% concerned, but I expect to see him out there, and I expect him to get a heavy dose. Really, the way they should attack this Eagles defense is with the running back through the air. That's something they've been pretty horrible at. So hopefully we see that. Hopefully we see some creativity and aggression, and hopefully we're talking next week about an upset victory for the Giants.
0: All right, so for everybody – this morning right now and this is going to change. The Eagles are uh, 11 and 1. The Cowboys are 9 and 3. The Giants are 7 and 4 and the Washington Redskins. Oh, <laughs> they're not the Redskins, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, 7 and 5. They still are to me. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to change obviously, but uh, that's a great uh, analysis there, young man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly the the this division similar to the AFC East. I, I think I think there's a better chance all of these teams can actually find their way into the postseason because you look up and down the conference and, and you know, the lions are surging. Sure, sure. But are still five and seven. Uh, the, the NFC South is almost certainly going to be a one team uh, situation. And when you look at the NFC West, it comes down to the 49ers and the Seahawks, and the Seahawks seem to be taking you – know, the foot has fallen off the gas. They aren't the team they were a month or two ago. Uh-huh. And so the only team to me this, – this is like a three-horse race or four-horse race between the Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, and Lions. And I think we could be talking about some crazy situations where all four teams from the East make it in, even with a little bit of a, a letdown yeah. towards the yeah. end of the season for yeah. the Giants. Because
1: I, I, don't like, I don't like what's happened to the 49ers. I mean, who's really leading that? brigade right now no one um i don't know what's going to happen there and you know honestly the west is struggling i love i i like the idea of the east just kind of taking charge you know i don't know how the how the you know the tie from last week between the giants and the commanders factor in uh for a playoff contention i mean that's interesting i don't know how does how, I'll tell
2: you, it, it actually helps them it strangely has it, like Obviously, it hurts them. It's it As Dable said, it's worse than a win. It's better than a loss. But in this situation, with the way the playoffs are shaking out, it becomes a race in the loss column. And so what, what it really hurt was Seattle, Detroit, maybe even Atlanta, these teams hoping to get in because one of the Giants or Redskins was going to lose a game. They didn't. They both got the tie. It, it held them in the loss column. And now you have... Now you have a situation where you know you look at the commanders and they're they're kind of like a half game back, half game up on Seattle. Yeah. Again, it, I I I think it strangely is like obviously the ties are going to come into place, but I, I think in this scenario it actually helped. It increased the odds that the NFC East would get four teams in the playoffs.
1: Let me ask you a question here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna we have to probably end it soon, and now you're busy. But uh, last question, and give me uh, your take on this. Um, first of all. You know, should ties in the NFL should they be banned for good? What's your take on that?
2: It's interesting because it's World Cup time, so everyone is you know get hot on the tie path. A soccer yeah. fan will tell you it's not a tie; it's a draw. <laughs> uh,
0: I call it but, boring.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I, I think that's the problem, right? We want we want some sort of finality to our game, right? and yeah. I think in the case of the NFL, I understand what they're doing here. It's under the guise of player safety. They don't want the game to go on forever. I think you could certainly gamify it. You know, honestly, this happens so infrequently. I think we just have to deal with it. I think every once in a while we have to eat a tie because we don't really want our players playing like 120 minute games. And we don't really want the game ending on like a two point conversion off like they do in college football. And so, obviously, in overtime, what happens? They play another – or sorry, in the playoffs, they would play another overtime. So, we have that solved for. We just don't want to do it for the regular season. I'm kind of okay with it, honestly, because I think this kind of conversation every year when it happens one or two times is fun. I get it. The most <laughs> This is the most I've seen, though, in ties. I couldn't believe
1: it. I mean, there's been a lot of them this season. It never happens this much. But... I'm against it. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Baseball's, you know – they wanted to shorten the game, you know, so they added that second base uh, over, you know, extra inning rule. I mean, I don't know if I'm even a fan of that, but Boring. it is what it is. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you so much for all your great takes. Go Giants this uh, this uh,
2: weekend, and I
1: appreciate all you guys do.
2: Yeah, let's go Giants. Best of luck this weekend.
1: Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast. Find him, check it out, throw him a follow. More to come live right here on Living the Good Life Show.